I'm a doctor, a father, an American, an Indian. I've had conversations about life from every angle, and as I've navigated the South Asian experience, I share stories of people and their purpose. And what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and on this episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing, join me for a conversation with actor, writer, director, and online creator, Vic Krishna. Stay tuned. You know, capturing our attention as South Asians, especially as an actor or creator, requires a fairly delicate balance of empathy, experience, and observation. Now, translating that into storytelling material that's crystallized in a very short time frame is an art that few are mastering and even fewer are sustaining. It's simply not easy, but when you're onto something and you've caught the eyes and minds of others, it certainly builds cultural momentum. So when I saw a TikTok video last fall of actor and digital creator Vic Krishna riding along the New York street, drinking some chai, and having some Parley G biscuits to the tune of Fleetwood Mac's Dreams, I felt that the moment for at least this South Asian American was captured very successfully. Vic grew up in Maryland and for a South Asian American took the unique path of going to college in India. He's now a New York-based actor writer, director, and photographer with television, film, and theater credits. But his online creativity on TikTok and Instagram has showcased a versatility and clever efficiency in making pieces on everything from how mRNA vaccines work, to acting coaching for brown people, to the farmer's protest situation. I had a chance to chat with Vic, and since his Instagram account is titled at Hot Vic Krishna, I started out by asking the obvious question. What makes him so gosh darn hot? What's the magic behind the hotness? What what does go into being so hot? Well, I like to believe that everybody is hot. And that's, a, that's like a, a frame of mind, a, a mindset that we all should carry with us because it, it's you. You should love yourself. And I think that's what that embodies. My username. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said, I'm trying to be very deep with my username. But that's that's like the, the idea behind it. Like, just have that view of yourself you're hot yeah. you too obey like you're a hot you know and you should know that every day and like everything you do is hot and that's just positivity and that's just reinforcement for your own uh well-being i'm grateful for that i i appreciate you know that self-worthiness and and i i very well might have to change that on all of my you know business cards and just say hot abhaydandega that's that's the secret no yeah totally totally do that love yourself and know that you're hot. <laughs> Do you as a um, creator or even, you know, when you're thinking about acting or comedy, do you need to be a really excellent student of your own experience um, and your own limits for that matter? Um, or, or is it a combination of just sort of thinking about others experience, other experiences and, and an even better student of observing what other people are going through? Yeah, I think it's the observation aspect that I would be most in tune with. Like, have your antenna up for, like, okay, what's going on in this world? What are other people uh, going through that you also relate with? I think that's the thing. You got to find your opinion or point of view on the subject matter that you want to make either comedic commentary on or make a joke of, but in a, in a, in a pointed way that you're, it's funny, but you're also trying to say something more is what I try to strive for in my materials. Like, I want to make a joke because it's digestible that way. It's, it's reachable. It's approachable, the content. But I'm also, I also want to leave you with something more after laughing. For you as a South Asian and, 
having had a, a pretty rich experience, um, we were just talking about how you not only grew up here, but then you spent some really formative college years in India. I mean, has that has that actually informed that ability to be so observant and be so um, aware of of people's experiences, and then sort of translate that from from your own experience too? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, going to India was really formative for me because I think we. I think from both sides, people, Indians in India and Indians in America, we have assumptions or, uh, you know, viewpoints, what we think is going on over there and what they think of us here and being able to be, being able to experience and, uh, see firsthand what is happening there, what's happening here and what is that integration point, uh, helps, um, helps like kind of synchronize those two yeah yeah absolutely yeah and you you understand it better both sides and then you're able to really uh and that's the thing when you understand people you can reach people and connect, connect with people yeah uh, and they feel like they're part of the conversation they're part of uh they, they know it they, they get it and that's the point like and almost like making your audience sort of feel like you know they're they're in camaraderie with you and sort of like viewing things as sort of a a friend of yours Right. It's like, it's not only you, it's me too. Like, it's yes. like it's all of us. And it's like, it's like, we just never talk about it. We just don't think they can uh, reciprocate our feelings, but they can. And, and they do go through the same things. And when they, and when they realize that, that's when they connect and engage with your content. But I mean, you know, in the, in the idea of, you know, even the recent video you made about the, um, you know, farming uh, situation that's going on there, is that essential to sort of like capturing the zeitgeist of the moment of, you know, being able to say, Hey, no, I have a lot of empathy, but at the same time, I'm making sort of a commentary on things. Yeah. I think for me, there was a lot of confusion about the entire topic. I think that's something I wanted to educate myself about. I wanted to understand the anger, uh, like why, why the protests were happening. And I, I felt like a lot of people, at least my friend circle, they're like, like, I kind of get what's happening, but I don't understand the angle they're coming from. So I, from, I mean, I made those sketches uh, uh, even just for myself, just to understand better and like really boil it down to yeah. what's going on there. Uh, so it helped spread the awareness and spread the knowledge uh, that we should know what, what they're going through and why they're doing that. It's not just empty. Tell me something, how, how much of your childhood or your own experiences kind of comes through in your work? Um, or is it from snippets here and there that you recall or experiences that you've had or, you know, sort of funny moments that you want to now parlay into some kind of story um, that you're creating? Yeah, I mean, it's growing up as a Indian, I think in my area in Maryland, it was semi-diverse, but I think as far as, I usually was the only Indian in my classroom. So yeah. I felt a little out of place in most classrooms and most circles growing up. And so it's just looking back and like seeing what I felt, what I went through and seeing if I did like showcase that and say like, this is how it was back then and seeing, oh wait, it was back like that for me too. Like other yeah. people watching my content, like, yeah, it was just like that for me. And I was also like one of the few Indians in my circles. Uh, and it's just, you know, just relating with other people and sharing a shared experience. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because um, I know communities um, that are present in the U.S. And, and certainly abroad, but where, you know, Indians are far, far more ubiquitous now. And, 
you know, I think I have, we have a family friend who lives down in San Jose and there's like seven different kids named Sean in the class or something like that. And, you know, so that kind of, you know, juxtaposition, is it different now for, you know, as, as Indians and South Asians are, are far, far more present and um, there's a renaissance of that creativity or even that engagement in, in just sort of the American culture. Yeah, it's definitely, it's different. It's grown. We definitely have a bigger piece uh, more, more of us are participating in different avenues. And, um, I, I still don't think we're a majority. Uh, I don't think we're still growing and we still, we still fight for our representation in different fields. Um, especially where I'm coming from in arts and media, like I'm still finding the struggle to like, we, we have more stories to tell. We have to like represent us better in modern media and television and film. Uh, so it's getting better. It's not uh, like, it's not like everything changed overnight and like, okay, we finally get a fair piece of screen time and yeah. <laughs> maybe, that, maybe that's the goal, right? World domination. That's just, that just should yeah. be where we go to. Um, what is just your family? Fair, just a, a fair representation, a true representation. That's not a mockery or a caricature of uh, an old definition of our cultures and people. And on, on that note, I mean, does that, does that definition continue to evolve? Right. I mean, in the 80s and 90s and even, you know, early in the 2000s, there there's a fair amount of cyclical. There's a cyclical nature to that. Right. There's the whole Simpsons caricature. There's, you know, certainly post 9-11 and what the Brown experience has been. You know, have you even found in, in your adult life that you've seen certain evolutions of this so far? Yeah, I've seen the evolutions happen, but they're still very slow and few is my criticism on it. It would be yeah like now we're the tech guy seems to be our thing uh doctors will be always tried and true uh so many doctors on television but yet not the main doctor usually <laughs> <laughs> right we're always a subordinate doctor right yeah exactly we're the side doctor so yeah. that seems that's very unrealistic if you want to be real <laughs> like yeah yeah i guess the lead doctor why i mean that makes perfect sense in in line with reality so it seems weird that even we can't get that role yeah. Besides being like a two-liner in like some some procedural, <laughs> um, I know we've strayed. I mean, we've grown from Apu. Absolutely, that's something we uh, like had to grow from and like not be mocked for our accent and like the convenience store clerk. Although that still happens, I can I can definitely say like last year I had a, an audition for one of those store clerks uh, with the accent, halal food cart guy with the yeah. accent. Uh, they're not gone. Um, yeah. They and so a big majority of your auditions as a South, as a non South Indian, but as a yeah, South Asian. For the most part with that, that kind of characterization, is there an element of that for you that you shy away from? Or is it still in the end, it's just work? Yeah, I mean, it's very hard personally to draw the line for yourself of like what you're willing to do and what you won't do um, because you, it, it's 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 a game. It's a system that's already built in. You got to work within what the rules are, or not the rules, but like what's happening. I mean, if you want to get yeah. work, you want to grow, you can't completely just like block and like say, and it's at a certain level of your career too. Like I'm not at like a level where I like demand or like. Sure or control my destinies too much in the, the, what do you call it? Like typical Hollywood TV film route that they've laid right. out for us. Well, there's a structure and, and maybe an institutional, 
piece that is still difficult to try and, and overcome in that way. Yeah, so to navigate that system and that that institution, um, you kind of have to like swallow your pride a little bit and like yeah. do the work, and hopefully you can fix it from once you get to a certain level, and then like you know fix it from the inside. <laughs> Well, and, and is, is that where the kind of self-promotion and even the uh, independent creativity really blossom then? Because now you have like sort of a free platform. Do you find that there's a little more freedom in that way, even the freedom to do things that are a little bit more daring or bold in, in that way too? Absolutely. I think that's the thing. The power is in your hands. It's in your control. If you want to, uh, like I used to do last year, uh, monologue Mondays. It was just like picking roles and monologues I wanted to perform as an actor and I'd perform them every week and like nobody can stop me. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to meet somebody and say, Hey, we want to cast you in a monologue next Monday. No, I can just start my camera and start doing it because as an actor that fulfills me. Yeah. Um, so it's in your control and you can change, you can be the image you want to be the brand you want to portray. You can do it with your phone. Like that's all you need. You're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. After a quick break, we'll come back and rejoin our conversation with Vic Krishna. Stay tuned. David, and you're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. Welcome back to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and let's rejoin our conversation with Vic Krishna. What uh, does your family um, give you any feedback or critique um, on some of your work? Uh, <laughs> how, how does that conversation work? Uh, they're, they're, they're cool. I don't know if they watch it, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, they're probably watching Sun TV. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, you know, cause like, right. They're the closest to you. They know you the best. They, they have the window, um, perhaps into the creativity that is not there, um, you know, for others and, and they can be sort of your, your, your biggest, um, fans and, and also your most meaningful critics. Yeah. Yeah. They support the work. Uh, but I think for them, I think for most, I want to say, at least my parents, Indian parents, I think seeing them on the big screen, an actual big screen or actual television show, that's when they know, okay, that's successful. Like that's what success looks like. <laughs> Me saying, Hey, my, like I shot this TikTok. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Made it. No, not really. <laughs> right. It's the A versus the A plus. That exactly. So the A plus is definitely like getting on NBC or getting on ABC, um, which I've, I've, I've happened twice. So they were proud in those moments. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is just like, fighting time <laughs> for them. But for me, I think it's, it's much more. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, is, is that a, um, is that a benchmark that keeps moving? I mean, is the measurement of, of success, um, just different and it's no longer necessarily the, the platform or, or the box office, but rather the, the likes or the, the views, um, is there a different, is there a different standard that that's emerging, um, for that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, there, I mean, there's definitely been a movement of like finding talent on these platforms, uh, digital platforms, uh, like being an Instagram influencer or TikTok star. Uh, I think you never know who's watching. I think that's the beauty. I think a lot of people are finding, uh, 
exponential success and growth, having a couple of viral videos um, yeah. and they get signed to a major agent or um, they get a movie deal and it's all from making your own content. So I think we, the landscape has changed and it's just time to take, I recommend all creatives, like take it seriously. Like it can definitely be a, a pathway uh, to, uh, to get where you want to get. Right. Well, and, um, let me ask you this. Many of your videos are, are just so smart and they're smartly done and they seem like they capture a moment or really sort of a, a, a feel that we're with you, that, that we're actually um, experiencing sort of your experience. Is there sort of a, a creative intellectualism, for instance, to keeping things sort of short and sweet? Is that kind of the new art and the new comedy? Yeah, I think you want to have um, the point clear in your head. What you what you, what do you want to say with this bit, with this skit? And uh, again, you only have the restriction of sixty seconds. So how do we say right. this without just saying it? That's the thing. I think you got to find a way to say what you want to say in a way that people will receive it and take it in. And that's usually comedy. So it's like, how do you make funny of something serious also. I think that's also something I, I, I try to balance. Um, so yeah, it can get very tricky. But, I mean, for me, I just use, I just like write my scripts in like notepad. It's just like an empty, untitled.txt is all my skits. Yeah. You know, you're someone who's had a lot of formalized training and, and you're quite versatile in your work. Does it make it that much harder to in fact, thrive or, or perfect your craft if you're, um, you know, if you're, if you're concentrating on so many different venues? Or is it just a matter of saying, hey, no, I, I'm building my versatility, I'm building sort of my, you know, entrustability in this particular genre um, of, of your art? Yeah, I mean, I think all art, I mean, I don't want to say all art, but most art, we, we try to tell the truth in any, in any fashion. Whether it's, and I, I kind of take that principle, whether it's a TikTok or a monologue or a play or whatever I'm doing, I want to speak a truth, be truthful in that moment or in that skit or whatever I'm saying. So that, that, that core goal in, in art stays the same with me. Uh, I, I do agree there's different styles. I think my acting style in a TikTok will not be the acting style I bring to a traditional short film or feature film. Theater. Yeah. Theater. Oh God, no! Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's different, and that's something yeah, I had to like educate myself, like watching TikTok early. I want to see like oh, this, what's resonating, like what's the style format people look for in yeah. this platform, and analyzing that and like understanding. Okay, this is how you do it on this platform or with this format. Um, do you have to code switch or become sort of a shapeshifter, um, you know, constantly when you're thinking about different venues of work. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, if I have an audition, like a normal audition, typical audition, uh, I'm in a different, I approach it differently. And whereas if I'm making a TikTok, it might, it's a little bit more animated, a little bit more extra. Uh, um, it's it's just a different style of approaching um, the material. And sort of reading the room in that way, right? I mean, you know, um, it's the, and, and maybe taking advantage of of the environment in that way too, right? I mean, you do have a little bit more license and freedom when you're doing something independently or on TikTok as opposed to, you know, in theater where um, there's a little bit more boundary to this. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's not just you. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, how do you balance that framework in, in that, 
you know, as an independent creator or someone who's making a TikTok, um, the collaborative uh, or group effect of, you know, sort of vibing with another artist or, or actor, um, you know, does that sometimes get lost? Do you miss that in, in, in making the, the TikTok video on your own? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's something uh, a special and I want to say traditional for us, like it's happening right now, but uh, yeah. having that you know, partner work scene where, but I've done skits with my girlfriend and other people and you kind of find that again. Yeah. And uh, you do the, you know, like a little bit of a back and forth and, back and forth and I'm with you, you with me. What am, what, like, what are you feeding me? What am I feeding you? And you bounce right. off each other. So you can find that. Um, I, I know most of my skits are just like me talking to myself. <laughs> uh, but I think that's where the imagination kicks in. And you're like, you just got to imagine, okay, they're a different character and you're able, you can you'll find yourself doing that pretty, it's not as hard as it looks some maybe, uh, yeah. but you just had to use your imagination. I think, um, you know, also uh, the vulnerability part of it is there too, right? I mean, it's, it's just a, a very real, almost authenticated, authentic format where it hey that there's no you know i don't have i don't have a whole lot of production here it's just me you know on my skateboard or or me you know driving um or doing something that anybody else might be doing you know sort of relatability perhaps is a little bit different than the guardrails that are around say a theater production or, or a movie absolutely yeah because it's it's literally bare bones productions uh <laughs> costume and designs like it's like, like I just, I'm just wearing a different shirt, so I'm different. So that's it. <laughs> I'm very proud. I'm very proud that I'm not doing this Zoom just only in my chardi right now. So I'm grateful for that. You know, yeah. that's a win. Yeah. So it's it's like it's and it kind of rewards that because it's just so it, it that in itself like adds some comedy to it. Like it's such a bare bones production, uh, and it's another element that you can use to your advantage when you're making these. And it seems like it makes it that much more accessible for folks, right? I mean, that, hey, and now in that way, because it's so accessible, because it's such a, um, you know, uh, bare bones production, does it also make it that much more disposable? Yeah, I think you'll see trends go in and out so fast on TikTok. Um, just because you have one successful skit doesn't mean anything, really. It's something you have to like, keep going um, perpetually. And that can be very... Uh, intense for for your psyche and your state of mental health so yeah like, that's not enough i need to make another one tomorrow right so you'll find yourself in that, that it's sort of an unhealthy cycle i must say but like it, it is very it's a lot of pressure sometimes like because it had like that's the truth like one skit does not guarantee you need much more than just one skit you're listening to trust me i know what i'm doing after another quick break, we'll come back to our conversation with Vic Krishna. Stay tuned. This is Taz Dollywell, and you're listening to Ruckus Avenue Radio. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and you're listening to Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. Let's rejoin our conversation with actor, director, and digital creator, Vic Krishna. So how do you, how do you, um, you know, going back to this whole idea of sort of, 
you know, being self self-loving, if you will. And, you know, does it, does it constantly, because you're getting that instantaneous feedback of like, look at how successful this particular bit was or wasn't, um, is there a, is there a, a mindset that you really have to develop in that space where you're saying, Hey, look, this is, you know, yes, I'm creating things. And, you know, in the end, are you your most important fan when it comes to, you know, how you create? Yeah, absolutely. I think you definitely should follow, like, what do you want to see? What do you want to make? Uh, if it makes you happy, definitely then keep doing it. And when you say it's disposable, it goes both ways. Uh, like just because you have one basket, it's going to be easily disposable. So don't forget that if you come up with a, a better one the next day, and then you just ride that and go from there. So every day is a new day. So every skit's a new skit and you can always reinvent yourself. I think that's what I also love about that platform is like, people forget it's okay you did, like that was a, an average skit so what next week you came with this really bomb skit and we love it yeah and people will come back and and, and just engage with your content so it's okay both ways is there some value to um the anticipation part of it meaning that like you know um everything now of course is so instantly accessible it's it's instantly available and it's instantly like i said disposable or forgettable but you know the, this whole phenomenon of of the dispo app right where um you you can't see those pictures until tomorrow or uh, the next day and you know are, are is there a, a point where comedy and creation will actually come to that or is that just basically pure marketing in, in that you know hey I, I i used to value the fact that i, I couldn't see you know, a show on, for another week because it's not going to be on. I don't have access to it. And is there some value to sort of like scaling back how much access or, or what the access needs to be when it comes to art and creation? I think because there is so many content creators, um, there's enough distractions or like different <laughs> channels. I got to say like you're not really like waiting on one particular or you kind of like it's in the back of your mind so it's not as but it's always a surprise it's always like a, a, a definitely like a, a rush of excitement when like oh man they've dropped a new video and that's something that's very that you kind of it's like when like beyonce dropped a surprise album right <laughs> you know right oh, we can see that coming that's something exciting about that yeah that's different from knowing that they're going to have something out by this date and this time sure it's a different rush. I got to say like, like, Oh wow, they dropped a new skin. Let me go check it out. And that's, that's cool too. So it's just a different feeling. And I think it works for that platform for, for this like digital content. It works. Like I, I agree. Like I think content creators will grow and as they grow, they'll have like a different, uh, maybe one of them will have like an actual show on like a, on the station. And then they can have something to look forward to on a bigger scale, a bigger production. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's the same work. I think that's what I always, try to like understand it's like it's this scale the, the work doesn't change it's just the scale of the work yeah uh, like how many people are involved like if i'm if if i ever get hired on snl i'm still going to be writing or thinking the same way it's just like now i get to do it on that show with that many people on that production level you know for for that purpose if you know is there a leap that when you do uh, start working um in different platforms with different audiences and more scale do you feel like the risk or even the prospect of being a South Asian performer or creator, um, does that get diluted or are there good successful ways to make sure and ensure that, that that's a big element of who you are and what your creativity then gets projected as? Yeah, I think there's a, 
like I carry a responsibility that I want to definitely like um, increase uh, visibility and awareness in our cultures and our our stories. So that's something I definitely want to stay true to. If I continue to grow in this field, I just I definitely want to bring that with me. That's not just something that I want to lose, yeah. and something that I'm fighting for. Right. So I don't want to like, just drop it just because I I got the job I wanted. So now, bye guys. Thank you right. for thank you for helping me get here. Yeah. And, uh, talk to you later, but not really. Yeah. So definitely see, I have a responsibility. I definitely take that to heart to represent. Well, the moment that you get on SNL and you can start um, dropping some Tamil lines and jokes, that, that would be fantastic. So oh, yes, absolutely. Definitely bringing that. <laughs> um, Vic, it's been wonderful having you on the show and um, I hope you'll come back and visit with us again. No, thank you so much. It's been a great chat. You've been listening to another episode of Trust Me, I Know What I'm Doing. You can listen every Monday, Tuesday on Ruckus Avenue Radio with the Dash Radio app and anywhere you get your podcasts. Just a note that this episode would not have been possible without renowned acting coach Curry Simmers, who's not just simply local best, but best in whole world, whole wide world. Till next time, I'm Abhay Dandekar. Because every story told is a lesson learned. Because every lesson learned is a story waiting to be told. I'm Abhay Dandekar, and I share stories about South Asian people and their purpose. And what they're saying over and over again is, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Hear it every Monday, Tuesday on Ruckus Avenue Radio or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sunju. Check out my show, Cam Life, every Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Ruckus Avenue Radio.